Anderson. Wow, what a fake on Daniels as he broke his ankles and got all the way to the cup. back talking all things Sixers. Woo! <laughs> Good Lord. Seven out of nine games without Joel Embiid. Oh, yeah. The, new, the news coming out with Ramona Shelbourne that the injury is similar to the injury that he had last year. But kind of impressed to see how the team's playing without him. Talk to me about where you are in terms of where this team could be with with Joel Embiid on the mend. Because last 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 episode was that it was just the barrage of stat muse stats that <laughs> were beyond impressive. Yeah, from a guy who was just putting up numbers that had not been seen in this league before. Yeah, uh, you know. The the Embiid thing's tough. I Melbourne walked back a little bit of that after that Woj appearance, uh, like on Woj's podcast, where there was kind of an insinuation, if I remember correctly, that this was related to, or at least she insinuated that, and then it was said after, oh, I'm not, that's not what I meant. Like this is a separate issue. Um, either way, I'm kind of concerned about how long this has taken, which is, I think the Sixers at this point have kind of considered it just swelling, but I mean, that's a long time for your knee to be swelled up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'm kind of concerned about that, but um, you know, it's been kind of a mixed bag without him, but last night looked as good as it's looked without him. I mean, that was actually probably a peak performance of, um, you know, and I guess I, I, I'm just going to assume that Tobias Harris listens to this show because I mean, he really just balled out last night. I, I don't, he was hot, hot early. Yeah. You know, at, at one point he, he, he had 15 or 16 points while the rest of the team had 14. Um, but really impressive, impressive performance from him last year. And we know that, the the biggest thing with Tobias is consistency, right. right? Can you do that from game to game to game? Yeah. Right. We, we know that he has this in his repertoire, but does he have it night after night after night when he gets elevated into that, essentially that second scoring option? It would be nice to just like to know that if, you know, if they went without, Joel for any extended period of time that they could just slide Tobias. I think if they, if they knew that or were comfortable with that situation, had it played out that way, that you knew that you could get a performance like this out of him, like somewhat of a regular kind of performance because last night was, um, you know, it was a rough night for Maxi from shooting, just shooting wise from the floor I think he was six yeah. of four 
15 or something like that. It wasn't like one of his better nights. So they really needed to kind of get that scoring elsewhere. Uh, even though Maxi, again, a sign of like just how great he's been this year, did a great job drawing defenders to him and all. Right. But um, I was really happy with, you know, Tobias's game and his uh, just he had the ball a lot. But I mean, like even when he ended up in mismatches, you know, sometimes he ends up in mismatches and, and it he doesn't really seem all that interested in the mismatch. But, uh, um, you know, a couple of times he ended up like uh, uh, Darren Fox ended up ended up uh, switching off on him. And, and he did a great job of, you know, um, just using his size and his skill set to, to kind of get to the bucket to make an, e- you know, get an easy layup or dunk. And um, he even had some good driving kicks too to the corners and stuff like yeah. that. So it was a good, it was a good all around game. He had three steals, I think, in that game too. So, uh, and then Nicholas Patum was in there doing all the little things that he normally does, and uh, that help a team. He's a more. guy that I love his game. Yeah, the, the 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 pieces that they got back from that Harden deal are really paying off dividends in that second unit. And mm-hmm. when he has to get elevated to the starting lineup. Like the the production that you're getting from Nick Batum, the production that you're getting from Marcus Morris, the production that you're getting, you know, from a guy that they brought in the offseason and Pat Beverly, like you're getting a lot of that really deep bench production that you really haven't had in the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, um, you know, it's been a good, uh, you know, uh, it's been it's been good for them. I mean, like to have that the big concern is just like now as it always kind of feels like it is, but it's just now it's just kind of like, you know, hopefully Embiid's all right. Like, and hopefully this is not something that's right. You know, a more serious issue than, than maybe they're leading on now or whatever the case may be. Um, And, and I think too, it's like, as long as he, he's good to go for the playoffs. I mean, that's kind of probably you have to have like somewhat of a long-term view of it. And um, the Sixers will still be in the mix for some of the, you know, uh, another piece, uh, another like high end piece uh, leading into the trade deadline and things like that. So uh, there's that element too. So they'll be good enough to stay afloat even without them. Uh, especially if they could add another piece, then it becomes like the group kind of looks a little bit different without them, obviously, but They'll be they'll be play they'll have enough talent to to this to keep pace and then hopefully get Joel back for the playoffs. Now, the or healthy Joel, you know, yeah. yeah, healthy Joel, right? The, yeah. In the last couple of weeks, right, you have the the Toronto Raptors, right? They they make the move with with OG Ananobi. Yes, and um, you know the 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 pieces that they got back from New York uh, to me that trade didn't make a whole lot of sense to me um, in terms of like you basically swapped comparable assets. Um, Does it, do you read anything into maybe that there's another shoe to be dropped coming out of Toronto? Like, is there another move to be made with Siakam? Siakam's the guy that I got my eye on because I got the idea of pairing him and Embiid and Maxi. Um, even if you you're able to move, you know, you, you swap, you know, expiring contracts with him and Tobias. 
just, just that that's where my thought process is with Toronto. I'm looking at them going, okay, well, if they're going to move him, the likelihood is that they're going to move and try to get as much assets back because they don't want to let a guy like Siakam walk and not get anything back from him. And maybe that makes the trade value less. And maybe you're able to get him for not nearly as much as you would have, you know, a year, two years ago. Yeah. I, you know, the, that Anobi trade was weird. It was weird for just, it was weird for the Knicks like to do that. And they trade like yeah. a young player, like, you know, he's still relatively young, I think, make 20. Yeah. But, like, oh, RJ Barrett's in that deal. And he goes home to Canada, Toronto. And, uh, but then, like, th- that was my first thought. Like, when I saw that trade go through, wasn't so much like, oh man, like, good for the Knicks as much as it was. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of interested in a Scotty Barnes, RJ Barrett kind of mix, uh, right. young, like, duo in, in, in Toronto. Like, that kind of seems like it could be fun. Uh, you know, but yeah, Ananobi was, I mean, that was a big time. Like, there was a lot of big pieces in that deal, like, a lot of, like, kind of, I didn't think RJ Barrett, I mean, I guess he would have to be like to make money work and things like that and to get comparable value. But yeah, um, I was surprised somewhat that he was in that deal. And it just kind of seemed like a weird deal for the Knicks to make, Um, even though I know that they're kind of they're kind of on the hunt for for higher end talent. Um, Yeah. But uh, I do think that that Siakam thing is going to kind of come through here relatively soon, I would imagine. And then, like, there's an opportunity too, right? Kind of like have have Joel kind of do some recruiting for yeah. and bring Siakam in. They have the the Cameroonian connection, and yeah. um, oh, I love that. Yeah, and you know, so I'm, I'm sure they know each other pretty well, and. Um, so, you know, I, I I could see that happening where like cuz it you have to make the money work somewhere, you know. Yeah. So, um that that kind of seems like it could be possible. I think I would like I think I would like a Siakam. I don't I I'm not, you know. I think I would like a Siakam trade better than I would like a Zach Levine trade. For the uh Sixers. yes. You yeah, know, if if, um, if you're if you're offering if you put two deals on the table and they're both comparable in terms of what you're giving up to get them, I I, I lean more towards Siakam because I like the length, I like the 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 wing scorer that he could be. Where Zach Levine is more of like a ball dominant, create cre, you know creative you know, creation scorer mm-hmm. that maybe is a detriment to the team that's here right now, because you look at what Maxie's able to do and how his game has stepped up in yeah. this year. Like you're seeing him take steps, right? He's probably going to be an all-star this year with the way that he's playing, even in Joel's absence, the way that he's still great. He's still able to create space. Um, talk about his game because his game to me is the guy, even as present, impressive as Embiid's play has been the the steps that Maxi has taken this year really tell me a lot about the player that you're getting because of the scorer that he is even when Joel's not on the court yeah I I think like even like last night like when you look at a game where his shooting numbers weren't 
weren't nothing to write home home about. I mean, there were still uh, there were still times in that game where he was drawing defenders to him just because he's a, such a threat off the dribble. Like he's right. you know, um, if you kind of like over rotate, he can run past you. You know, he'll fly past you in a second. And um, the yeah. Kings kind of seemed a little bit like uh, aware of that, where they were like, "Yo, we really got to keep this guy in front of us," kind of thing, even though he wasn't. You know. Yeah. Um, he didn't have a great game. He did have a fantastic highlight in that in last game. Last oh, game. the the, that, the uh, drive, the, the the hang time, switch switch your hands, still get the ball up. I saw yeah. so, someone took a screen a screenshot of like when the ball is in his left hand. Yeah, and it, the the caption was just like, "This was a two point. Sc- the, 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 this play resulted in a score." Yeah, and. I'm just looking at him going, it's just wildly impressive to see his progression and to see the player that he's becoming. Um, yeah. That was such a, uh, if that layup was such a, um, it was such like a Jordan-esque, like you know, Jordan would have those moments uh, where he'd, he'd hit now a Now you get me in the feels. <laughs> he would be uh, up on a layup and it felt like he was in the air forever. Like, and uh Maxi kind of has that l- little bit of that like hang time element to like his his drives. Hundred percent. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like last night was impressive for me for him in terms of just like hey, like he didn't have his best stuff, but he was still impacting the game in other ways, like with just yeah. just by n- being a mere threat with your you know your ability to hit the lane with speed and things like that. It he seemed to like be consciously aware. Uh, or he was the Kings were consciously aware of him keeping them, keeping him in front of them, yeah. uh, even when he didn't have his best stuff. And I, you know, that's a testament to how good he's been this year, uh, just in, in all facets. Um, you know, and uh, so I was, ha- I, I was happy with his game last night on the whole. I mean, he's been great, and I'd yeah, love to see and- him get, get the all star nod, uh. You know, because you know he's earned it. He's been he's been consistently very good, and um, you know, uh, All Star nod seems like it's the right thing you know for him. So yeah, no, I I, lo- I love where his game's at. Um, talk to me about the 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 play that you're get the the bench play because that's something we had t- you know kind of touch base on. Um, you're you're getting the production now from Tobias Harris, like in the last two games. You know, almost 35 points, eight rebounds, three assists a game. Yeah, the let's see if that can continue, right? They're gonna have games coming up Monday against the Rockets, Tuesday against the Nuggets. So you're gonna you, you you're gonna get tested in, in in Denver. Um you don't know if Embiid's gonna play that game or not. Um it's it's trending towards not. Um so but but uh, the you're seeing the the bench play evolve. Talk yeah. talk to me about the guys on the bench. That yeah, are like productive. I didn't even. I think I'd be remiss not to mention him, but like there was a there were some moments last night where like Mo Bamba had some moments coming off the bench. Oh, and I got, I got a stat for you when you're done. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, Bamba was you know who's always been one of those players where. He'll have nights where you're like, man, if this guy ever put it together, he'd be an all-star. <laughs> and then there's other nights where you're like, 
I think the G League oh. would be a better fit for you. Like, kind of thing. <laughs> You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. Like he has and, it, like they, they talked about it in the middle of the game last night. They talked <laughs> about like his game last year with Orlando when I think he had like seven threes against the Sixers. Yeah. And, and, and then you've got games earlier this season where you're right. He looks like he'd be better off playing for the blue coats. Yeah. And you know, but last night was one of those all-star caliber Obama moments. Yeah. But, uh, and here's the stat line, right? 11 points, four blocks. He's, he's two of two from three. Like hey. he had himself a night. Like, yeah. Like coming off the bench. It was just, uh, you know, the production, you, you got some decent production from Paul Reed. You got 8.7 rebounds, two steals, three blocks, you know, and what's wild is like their combined stat line doesn't even touch a beat, but, no. but, but you got some impressive bench production. Yeah. And, and with Joel out, I mean, like being able to stagger those two and uh, their minutes and, yeah. and whereas like they can kind of offer something a little bit different when, each of them is on the floor. I certainly, you know, you certainly don't want both of them on the floor at the same time, but it's, right. you know, um, having, you know, having their minutes staggered where like maybe you can get a bot, you can get by with it for a little while. And, you know, if that can kind of keep up uh, over, cause I would think that like, that should, that should earn even, you know, that should earn Bomba some more time, at least right. in, a, in a, an effort like that last night in a game that they needed to have. I mean, like they were on a three game slide before that. But, um, you know, um, when you consider that, like, uh, it's, it's good for right now. It's a makeshift thing, but it's good for right now. And in, you know, the middle of January, when your star centers out, you know, you can, you're happy with it. And, and that, and, uh, it's good to see guys step up that way, uh, like, and, and take advantage of the the playing time, uh, because they're going to need it. And, um. Yeah, so I mean that that's that's been I was impressed with that and uh, uh, last night and I was like whoa like watching Bamba you know get up on blocks hit the two threes I mean it was it was fun and uh, so like and they're good like it's a testament again to that kind of depth thing and um, but I mean uh, once again like I, I they uh, Marcus Morris got the a key to the city this week and the whole bull all the boys came out for it that was cool. Yeah, I love that, and, and I love I love his quote about you know oh, oh whenever he gets announced he's always this he he's always announced as this kid from North Philly yeah like it's just yeah the it's always cool when those guys come home yeah and, and you know and to see him you know kind of come full circle you know from his time you know playing high school ball here mm-hmm. just and, but but to also see the team to see right. the team come out and to see that culture of playing together. Um, I can only imagine is attributed to, you know, a guy like Pat Beverly, a guy, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, a glue guy, a culture guy that is really just, you know, the, we, we had talked about a couple episodes ago about how, you know, his quote about, I wish I had played my whole career here kind of thing. Yeah. But he's a guy that wouldn't surprise me that like he ends up like as a host on WIP, like when, when his career's done. He's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna stay. Yeah, yeah. He's been uh, he's been as advertised to this point. Oh, God, I'm yeah. so uh, I'm so like 
thrilled with everything that he's brought from like, you know, the attitude and the toughness to the actual like encore production, because he's always out there doing stuff, you know, he's always involved. And, um, I think that's a sign of a good depth player, you know, like, like talking about, as we're talking about the depth and things like that. And I just mentioned Morris, like I said on previous, uh, you know, drunk on the court shows, like, I like the fact that he's out there, like, even if he's giving you, like, even if he's playing eight to nine or something like that, like, you know, you usually look at the stat line and he's kind of doing stuff out there. It's not like he's, he's just out there there, as like a, but there's there's also a lot of stuff that goes on on the court that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Right. Right. And, you know, I think you could probably attribute, uh, as you said, um, a lot of those things to Pat Beverly being like a a vocal leader, you know, and um, guys like that, like where they're, they don't accept, like they don't accept it. Like they're, they're, they're very proud pros. And I really think that like, um, that's great to have around a dressing room that has like a young Tyrese Maxey in it and things like that. And um, the kind of uh, players as well who don't have a problem, uh, you know, walking up to a player of the caliber of Embiid and say, Hey, like we need you to be better, man. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And, um, or, you know, whatever the case is, they certainly have had, haven't had to do that this year. <laughs> right, well. right, but, right. You know, but uh, it, they seem like a group, like much like we had talked uh, just this morning about the Flyers before this was the Sixers also seem to be like a really good group that like they want to play for each other. And um, and I yeah. love that. I love that for them. And, uh, you know, I think they're still third in the East. I'm pretty sure they're still third in the East. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're third, they're third behind. Uh, so you got the Celtics sitting at 29 and nine, which is yeah. like re- really impressive. Um, and then you got the Bucks at 26 and 12, and then you got the Sixers at 24 and 13. So yeah. they're, they're two, they're, they're a game and a half out of the two spot. You know, they're four and a half out of the Celtics. The Celtics are just playing great. They're playing great ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you got the, the Bucks that it, it, it's going to be a good race going down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you're, you're looking at, I, I think with the way that the team is playing, you, you're going to settle in that two, three, four slot. You're going to yeah. be somewhere in the mix at the top of the East, um, which is where I think the, the, you know, the news about Daryl Morey's extension coming out and, and, you know, the, the credibility that that gives him to the team to know that he's going to be around a while um, and that the roster moves that he's going to make are going to be to really put the best team around and bead you know, that to me is where I say, like, I like where this team is, but I don't think Maury's going to be shy about making a move to put another star, whether that's this trade deadline, and, you know, with a guy like Siakam who, you know, y- you can kind of woo him while he's here to, you know, get the potential to maybe just say, like, hey, I know you want to go test free agency, but this might be the best spot for you to win a title. Mm-hmm. Um but it also wouldn't surprise me if they make, you know, minor moves back end of the bench, really try to secure that second, that second, make sure that second team that's coming in is much better so that when you do have to spell your guys and then another big move is made in the off season. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like with the way the things have been reported about them as well, like 
it definitely seems like more uh maury's work in the phones to add that other star um but as we've said on this show before if you go for like high in depth here that might actually not be a bad move either whether it's like someone like an alex caruso in in chicago or something like that uh a i got a couple that, names for you when you're done okay yeah and it, it's like yeah you know a player like that where you know he really doesn't need the ball to be you know effective out there and you know maybe adding another piece like that although it doesn't change the complexion of the group entirely like a like adding a Levine would for example but you know maybe right. that's not a bad thing either uh that they don't because things have kind of gone you know maybe better than expected this year um you know knowing that when they get that Harden deal done it kind of looked like there was a lot of ancillary pieces in this thing it was like you know is but but I mean like Nick Nurse there deserves a ton of credit for that, and we've said that many times. He was our guy right from the onset. You can go back in those archives, and yep. you know you can't, uh, you know, never, never doubt what you hear on a drunk on the court. I'll tell you, uh, we we, we knew, we knew, we knew Nick Nurse was the guy for this job, and yeah, um, and so far he has been, and 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 I think, you know, the the Maury extension. I think was primarily earned through the way he handled the Harden thing. Cause that was a really right. difficult situation to navigate. So um, yeah, I mean, he now has autonomy uh, with the extension to know that he's going to be here and that, uh, you know, he'll have even more influence I'm sure in terms of like uh, what direction they decide to go with, you know, adding more pieces here. Yeah. But, so, so speaking of adding pieces, right? Uh, my my guy Scotty over at DSM shared a, shared a list, you know, a list that was put out by Josh Reynolds. But you got, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read some names to you, and, okay. and these guys are are not guys that are top end of the 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 NBA, right? They're mm-hmm. not top 15 guys, but they're guys that are premium depth talent. So like. All right, so I'm, I'm going to give you th- the first three. So Dejounte okay. De- De- Murray, you know, and then you got uh, Bojan Bogdanovich, and then you've got Bogdan Bogdanovich. Okay. You got Zach Levine and Alex Caruso. You got Siakam and Buddy Heald. You got Kevin Herter, Kyle Kuzma, and you got Tyus Jones. Hmm. Okay. Is there a guy? Is there a guy that you like? Like out of out of that list, so let's let's take Levine and Siakam out, and, and let's let let let's look at the the rest of those guys and and think about how they fit with this team. Yeah, um, Tyus Jones is interesting. I I haven't I didn't know that he was even available to be honest, but or that like his name was floating out there in rumors. Um, yeah, I mean he he's he's interesting. Um. You know, I always liked uh, – uh, I mean, I've always liked both Bogdanovich's, but I, I – is it – was it Bohan who's – was he in Atlanta? Was that the one that was in Atlanta? I believe I believe he is. I'm going to okay. look it up right now while we're sitting here just to – Yeah. Just to double check. But, like, the Hawks are a team that will probably make a move right now. Right now they're sitting, you know, 13 and a half games out in the, mm. in the 11th – in the 11th spot. Um, the the DeAndre the 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 Murray thing I think is something to monitor, like because uh, yep. he's still kind of on the younger side. 
Um, and uh, he's always been somebody that like you always hear a lot about his like talent level. This would be, I think, his if he gets dealt with his. It is going to be his third team. It'll be his third team, I think, in four years. Third team of four years, which is kind of crazy, but you know, I I've always kind of been intrigued by him. I was intrigued by him when he was in San Antonio before he got yeah. there. And, yeah. um, and in Atlanta, we're talking about Bogdan. Talking about Bogdan, Bogdan yeah. Bogdanovich. Yeah, he was uh, – I couldn't remember, I couldn't keep them straight. I know one of them <laughs> with the Pistons. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's always been somebody that I've always kind of in, enjoyed watching. Um, he's another one, like, uh, where just kind of like he doesn't have any – like he doesn't play with any fear or any kind of like, you know, he's yeah. kind of got a, he's got a little bit of swagger to him, a little bit of attitude. And uh, I like that about him. And uh, he could be a second tier kind of player that I, I, he would pique my interest along with Murray and Tyus Jones, Kyle okay. Kuzma and these other guys. I mean, I, I, I don't really see the fit there. Kuzma drives like, I mean, Kuzma drives, drives me crazy and I'm not even a, Wizards fan, or like, or wherever the hell, wherever yeah. he was before. I mean, listen, he he's he's a guy that like seems like he's always like hanging on with another guy. Yeah, he's he's never a, a guy that seems to me like like super moves the needle. So he's a guy that I'd be out on. Yeah, but like, but but the Bogdanoviches are, are are guys that I think you know they're electric from the three point line. The the more that you get space in that middle for Embiid and Maxi to operate by spreading the court, I think the better off you're going to be. Um, and, and that could be a move that you could make that is not going to cost you like a lot of, a lot of assets. It, it, right. You're going to be able to make those moves and be able to make them without giving up a ton. Like you're going to have to give up assets, but you could be able to get one of those guys for an expiring contract. Right, to be able to get those guys for you know that plus draft picks, it, it it's not going to cost you um, a bunch of bench pieces to be able to get. So those are guys that they're the guys that are at the top of my list. Um, a guy that you brought up, Alex Caruso, is a guy that you know for whatever reason in this league has been just very productive wherever he's been. Yeah. Um, and and Chicago is a team that's kind of reeling that that you know could look to move on from him. The, the most intriguing guy outside of you know, Siakam and, and Levine to me is a guy that you just talked about. DeJounte Murray is just a guy that like finishes games, um, killer mentality. Uh, is you know, I, I'd be excited to see what that might look like on the court with him and Maxi and Embiid. Um, but I just wonder about the ball dominance, right? Because he's a guy that you know, tends to bring the ball up. I just, I, the, the pairing of him and Embiid on the court at the same time, uh, or him and Maxi, you know, in Atlanta, he is sharing the court with Trey Young. So there is right. some, 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 something to watch there, but you know, he's the guy to me that's the most intriguing. Yeah. But I think the guy that you might have to give up the most to get. Probably. I would imagine. So just, uh, just on, I, I don't, know what his what is his do you know do we know what his numbers look like this year he seems like a guy that probably averages around 18 or something like that but i'm not sure uh I'm pull it up right now. What, he, what he's doing this year on like a bad atlanta team 
But uh, yeah, uh, that was right, that... right. Right now, in in this, you know, in thirty seven games, he's averaging twenty one, uh, four and you know four rebounds, five assists. Right, okay. and then you compare them to his career statistics. Right in his career, he's it's seven points above his career average. So okay. he's yeah. you know his career average is about fourteen five and five. Yeah. So his his point totals are are up this year, probably having his best year. Um, a guy that I'm intrigued that that yeah. that's a guy yeah. that's intriguing to me. Um, to be able to add, I don't know what the what what it would take to get him. Um, you know, you're, you're probably talking about a guy like, you know, Jaden Springer is a guy that has come on this year and really yeah. thrived under Nick nurse. That's probably an asset that you probably are going to move. Um, but again, if you're trying to win a title, Jaden Springer is not the, he's not the difference maker. <laughs> right. That's going to, that, that, that's moving the needle. Um, but a guy like if you got to bring in DeJounte Murray, you got to bring in a guy like Siakam, that's the price you got to pay for, you know, to be able to bring a guy like him, a guy like that in. I do wonder for the Sixers if um, how much of that is something that they're weighing right now of like, hey, we really want to add to our mix, but we don't want to take the ball out of Maxi's hands. Uh, yeah. Like we don't want that to take a significant hit. So I wonder if, you know, I wonder about that. You know, I wonder, yeah. I, I don't, I wish I could add more to Murray. I know that I've always liked his upside. Um, I haven't really followed him much in Atlanta. I do know about him from his time in uh, San Antonio. And I actually saw that the Spurs actually could be in, in the mix to bring him back as a reunion to put Ruin Mayana and those guys. Um, I did read that somewhere. So. Yeah, they might be in on, on on bringing him back there, but I, I, you know, I wonder about like how much of that they're weighing, because I mean, like Maury kind of plays it pretty close to the vest. Like we don't hear a lot uh, other than like he's another guy that has that has kept a lot of deals under wraps, not putting yeah. a lot of stuff out in the public. He plays it um, close to the vest, which does, I'm sure, factor in with the players when they're when they're considering coming here. Right. Is that they know that that stuff is not going to become public knowledge. Right, right, and 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 you know, especially today in the NBA, it's like it's seemingly everything is public knowledge. <laughs> like we know so much yeah. about these guys and their situations and desires and um, you know what they you know oh if you know someone doesn't and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that like you know these players also have like significant uh, social media lives outside of this where like they're able to help kind of control their own message so they can put out things that they want the public to know about their situation. Um, you know, so that, that's a part of it too. But um, I really, I'm really not at all. Like I'm certainly not against any of bringing in any of those guys. Um, and uh, other than like guys like Kuzma and stuff, cause I mean, I don't know what's going on and like with him and, <laughs> Having Jordan Poole in Washington and the things that they're doing out there. I mean, oh god, they're just uh, they're doing whatever being, they want, it, and it's not. Imagine a good being thing. a fan uh, in that fan base down there, and you're yeah, you're yeah. looking at the the Redskins, Nationals, <laughs> Capitals, and Wizards. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> ugh. 
makes me really thankful that we're, we're, we're we are where we are. Yeah, really. Good gracious, Mark. <laughs> anything Sixers you want to touch baseball before we jump out of here? Not really. I I think the thing, um, as I'm sure for a lot of people, it's like my my eyebrows are starting. I'm starting to raise my eyebrows a little bit about the Embiid thing. It's like kind of this is kind of kind of uh, what are the what's the word I'm looking for here? But it's kind of like kind of not snowballing, but it's just kind of becoming more of a thing. The more he's out. And it kind of seems like yeah. the team wants to downplay it, but um, uh, you know he's he's been out for a little while now, so it's like what, what's what exactly is going on there? And yeah. um, so I think that's like my main uh, concern. But I do think they're going to be in on a lot of these uh, these names that we hear as players like Murray and, and and Jones and Levine and all these guys. I'm sure the Sixers will be attached to them in some form yeah. or fashion. Uh, right up to the deadline. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. But, uh, but yeah, those are pretty much my final thoughts on them because I, you know, it's mo- mostly Embiid has been my, my biggest concern because, you know, he's going to, he's going to take them as far as they go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there, the, to me, the, the final thought on the way out is right. The, the most important thing is to make sure Joel Embiid is healthy when the playoff run starts. Yes. That's it. Like you, you can position yourself however you want to position yourself, but Embiid being healthy for that playoff stretch is paramount to anything. So if that means he's missing a, a, a whole stretch of games right now and they got to kind of piecemeal it together with the guys that they have, I feel like they have enough talent right now to be able to, to kind of hold the water and stay in, in the top of the East and let the chips fall where they may. And, and you know this team has has been able to get to the playoffs consistently, or, or, or consistently over the last couple of years. They just can't get over that second round hump. So having him healthy with, with the with the way that he is producing when he's on the floor and healthy, the the only thing standing in the way is them. The only reason that they're going to lose a series is because they lost the series, and yeah. and I feel like you you have what you need around him right now to be able to, to get it done. So yeah, they, they got to get him healthy. They got to get the, and you continue to build around and you continue to, to increase the production of the guys on the court. And, you know, we'll, we'll keep watching, right. The, 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 the city's about to get a little quieter in terms of the sports scene. Cause uh, the, the news of, uh, I don't know if you've seen a little bit of Twitter, but the news of, uh, AJ Brown being out yeah. for this game in Tampa uh, really doesn't make me look great <laughs> in terms of my, my perspective for where no. the birds are. So uh, we're going to have a little bit more time to talk Sixers and Flyers um, <laughs> because uh, unless DeAndre Swift runs the ball, you know, 47 times on uh, because Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball and, you got Julio Jones and Quez Watkins and Devontae Smith on one leg. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we might have some extra time on our hands. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. all right. Well, we look forward to checking in with you uh, on our next episode yeah. when uh, we've got more time in the sports world. So, uh, Philly, it's been real. That's Mark. Go check Mark's stuff out. He's got a lot of great stuff on Fired Up Sports. He's got the Rainbows Report coming out on uh, on Monday morning. Monday morning. Uh, yeah. and, uh, we're uh, 
I'm sure you're going to have some more time for the water cooler talk. So we'll, yeah, we do. we'll be able to. We do plan to have more water cooler talk episodes. So uh, they'll, they'll be coming up here in the second half of the year and stuff. So uh, keep an eye out for that at water cooler talk on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook. And uh, we'll update you there on that. Nice. Well, Philly, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later. Vonsey Brewing Company is a 20-barrel, 16,000-square-foot microbrewery with a 2,500-square-foot tasting room, including a spacious outside beer gardens in Norristown, PA, in the heart of Montgomery County. The Vonsey family is part of the family that started C. Schmidt and Son Brewing in 1860. Stop in Wednesday through Sunday and taste a variety of draft and 16 ounce cans of originally brewed beer and tell them the Drunk on Broad crew sent you. Vonsey Brewing is located at 1210 Stenbridge Street, Suite 300 in Norristown. Cheers! Team Clicks are the only glasses for real sports fans. With interchangeable arms you can support all of your favorite teams or even make and create custom options as well. These die-hard sports fans have realized that sports fans needed something other than face paint to show their love and passion for their teams. Go to teamclicks.com dob and show your love for your hometown team. LaTorrance curated collection of men's and women's watches is a perfect investment that lasts for years to come and fits perfectly with your every outfit and style. Our range of classic watches aren't just a great perfect formal and casual accessory, but a time machine that takes you back to memories. Explore our collection of timeless watches that can reflect your taste, personality, and personal style. Our exclusive collection of carefully curated affordable luxury watches is what you need to make a personalized style statement. You can take pride in your prized possession, handing it over to the next generations as your most loved asset that they can also own and display with the same pride. These high quality pieces stand the test of time, giving exceptional value and return on your investment. Go to law-touring.com and use code DOB at checkout and get 10% off. If you're looking for unique sports apparel, check out Streaker Sports. They've dug deep into the archives and have brought back some incredible defunct team logos and have even created entire defunct league collections. They also have collections paying homage to sports culture including the Miracle on Ice, Slapshot, Kadishak, the Mighty Ducks, and even have a license with Wiffle Ball and USA Hockey. Only for drunk on broad listeners, use code BROAD at checkout to get 10% off anything at streakersports.com. Again that's 10% off anything at streakersports.com with discount code BROAD.